Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's Goulash Gab on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk Goulash on one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. What's in that goulash? Yummy. But like every family eats goulash. Hey. Or is there ham in your goulash? Give us a call, 651-641-1071. What's in your goulash? And Colleen. then my second question is, do you still eat it? Colleen. Yeah. Why are we asking? Well, because I saw a tweet. Actually, I saw it because our friend Panda on the Twitters uh, replied to it. Uh, and it said, if you grew up eating this dish, sound off with your location and what your family called it. And it is a picture of a meal that at my house was called goulash. goulash. Right? So at my house. But then, okay, so that's the step one. Okay. But then I remember, Bradley Trainer, that you and I have talked about this in the past. Oh, sure. And that your family ate a different goulash. Yeah, and well, we didn't even call it goulash, but yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, don't you remember what we called it? Oh. SOS. Poo, poo on a shingle. We called it SOS, but yes, bleep on a shingle. Which we had that too, but it was a but different, that's a different thing. Th- but see, I, when I tell you what our goulash is, it kind of makes sense. Okay, so we're going to get to that. The question we're asking you, dear friends, how like what was your family's recipe for goulash? And then my second question is because I realized I looked at this, I hated goulash when oh. my when I was like, "What's for dinner?" and my mom said goulash, I was like, like "I will go to the neighbor's house for dinner." <laughs> I hated goulash, and I looked at this picture and I thought, "Gosh darn it, I would love a big old bowl of goulash." I have not ever made goulash as an adult. Oh, wow. Never. Really? Never, not oh once. Not okay. ever, never. Wow. So I thought, I kind of feel like I want to make goulash make now. Make some goulash, right? honey. So what's in your goulash, and do you still eat it? 651-641-1071. We do have a caller on the line. Who do we have? It's Nina. Hi, Nina. Nina, what's in your goulash? My favorite, my mother made it. It was my favorite dish while I was growing up. But it had macaroni and then like ground beef and tomatoes. And sometimes she put, um, um, what you call it, celery in it. Uh-huh. It was so yummy. Ooh, celery. Yes. Yummy. Yeah, Crunchy. so that's exactly what this dish, thank you for your call, Nina. That's Thanks, exactly Nina. what this dish on this picture on Twitter looks like. It's those exact ingredients. Um, and actually, if you, if you Google, if you hit up the Googs, Goulash, and you Google goulash. This is what you get: goulash is a soup or stew of meat and vegetables seasoned with paprika and other spices. It originated in well, that are, that's Hungarian goulash. Hungary. This is different, right? Well, I don't know. That's just what. And then the picture is of like goulash. Yeah, well, I mean, because I think there's because you didn't put paprika in your goulash. I don't know. 
No, most people. I think most Midwesterners would do just like the the thing you you're looking at, which is you the like just it's like a tomato, dump, it's a dump recipe. It's a dump recipe. Tomato elbow noodles and uh, ground beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but will you tell me what your goulash was, please? Yeah. So it was uh, tomatoes, like tomato and sauce, so- like and the sauce that it was in. Uh, it was elbow macaroni. It was ground beef. It was salary. And I don't know if we, I don't think we had any kind of cheese up in that mess. Um, but maybe, maybe if we were feeling fancy, we sprinkled some, some stuff on it. The green. Some sort of greenery. The green uh, cheese dust. Yeah. The, 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 the cheese dust in the green jar. The Parmesan. Oh, Parmesan. yes. Which mm, Bradley will yeah. tell you is actually sawdust. <laughs> I used to just make her think it was sawdust. Because it has cellulose, which... You Listen know. though, I who cares? No, it's, it tastes it's, good. I, it's it reminds me of my childhood. Um, okay, so six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's your goulash recipe? Yeah, what's in your goulash? You know, I said we used to call ours SOS, which was bleep on a shingle, mm-hmm. and a lot of people know that as like uh, chip beef on toast yes. kind of stuff. Yes, but our goulash, which we called SOS, I don't know why. I have no clue. It was, doesn't make no sense because there's no shingle. Well, the shingle was the plate, maybe? I don't know. We just called it SOS. But okay. anyway, the moral of the story is it was elbow noodles, mm-hmm. ground beast, mm-hmm. and cream of mushroom soup. Okay, so that's so Minnesotan. Oh, my God. It's so good. It sounds real good. Yeah, So and, and that kind of looks like the, the bleep on a shingle because it's like a creamy. Maybe that's why. But, so I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why it got that nickname in our huh. house anyway from my dad, but... Six, we got some people on the phone. Yeah, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's in your goulash? Who do we have on the line? Should we go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Rachel, what's in your goulash? So my mom always did the tomato-based one that you guys are talking about, but she also did one that was the egg noodles, hamburger, cream of mushroom soup, and uh, corn. Ooh. So that was another version of it. Interesting. That sounds lovely. Um, and do you ever make it at your home in your life? Well, there's an interesting story of me making tater tot hot dish for my son when he was younger, and he had a screaming fit that it looked like throw up, and he slid down his chair underneath the table, so I have not made that fit. Sounds like a typical reaction. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Thank you for... And he remembers this, like, night as well. It was not fun. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for your call. I super know how that goes uh, when a child has a fit over what you've prepared for dinner. It's called any day that ends in day at my house. Um, But, uh, yeah. uh, Do you want want some more phone calls? Yes. Do we have more phone calls? We do. We got Margaret on the line. Hi, Margaret. Let's talk to Margaret. Margaret, what's in your goulash? Hi, Margaret. Well, Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I grew up with the same recipe, a little onion, no celery, but my husband still makes it to these days, and he makes a huge batch, like two pounds of hamburger, and the whole, and then he gets fancy and starts adding different kinds of soups with the tomatoes, but in huge chunks of onions, he wants to eat it for days. Oh, okay. So he's he's like a big fan of he's the goulash. A, he's a bulk goulasher. <laughs> he is. He's actually a good eater, so he just wants to... He just eats meals, like snack. I but get he, it. He, yeah, so he just... At least once a month, it's big old 
And then right. does he freeze it, or like does he just stretch it for a whole month and just pray that oh, that no. beef he, isn't going to well, turn? He'll see it for about um, three, four days. Okay. Make sure he has enough. Because apparently I don't cook enough. Margaret, thank you for your call. Also, Margaret, Margaret, I feel like you should be listening uh, in our next hour because we'll be talking about some snack habits. And I feel like there's some opinions at that house. Uh, Who else do we have on the line? Uh, We can have John be the last word if you'd like. Uh, Hi, John. John, what's in your goulash? My goulash, I used to have where my grandma made it, where she put hot dogs in it. Mm. Really? <laughs> she cut up little hot dogs, and then she uh, also had ground beef in it. Oh, now, so you got two kinds of protein. Yeah. Now, my dad, he he magnified that and started to put vegetable soup in it. <laughs> so oh. we got all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, I don't know that I could lot. get on board that's with that, John, you know but I didn't like it because of the kidney beans and stuff like that oh. in there. No, okay. But you did not sell on. that. I went on to make it where it's just tomato juice yeah, and elbow noodles and hamburger. Yeah. yeah. And do you still do that? Do you make it All sometimes? the time. I've got a 10-year-old son that absolutely loves it. Okay. Thank you for your call. Thanks, John. I swear to you, I think I just need to, like, do the goulash yeah, experiment do it. at make our it. house. Uh, I will say Megan tweeted us, I'm not calling, uh, but that tomato noodle crud is not goulash of course i lived in hungary and have an authentic recipe no noodles so megan's got feels about goulash fyi do you know that they have prepared goulash at uh kowalski's does not surprise me actually yeah they're really good about having like those comfort food meals yeah our listener brian sent a picture of it goulash at kowalski's yummy um well thank you to all of our callers and thank you for inspiring me to you know get the goulash going i think you should really quickly because we we didn't hear from holly did oh yeah did you have a ghoulish ghoulish recipe no we did not make goulash goulash at my house what is that it's a ghoul (laughs) was that a whale Maybe that should be my traditional Halloween meal. Goulash. It, it should be. It's on point. No, we didn't have goulash, but my mom would make something called salamagundi, which is not actually salamagundi. I don't know. It was this nasty thing with rice. She just rice. wanted to say the word. Yeah, it was nasty. It was a recipe <laughs> from my grandma. salamagundi? Isn't that like a... Um... Well, it's supposed to have sardines and some other okay. things All in right. it, but hers was just rice, ground beef, Tomato sauce, corn. Yeah, that's and then you and then you'd put uh, strips of bacon on top of it. What? I do like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was disgusting. I hated it when she oh. made it. Hey, wow! I, we went on a whole journey. You did. And thank you, everybody, <laughs> for taking us on it. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, a little royal roundup <laughs> after this on my talk one oh seven one. So royal roundup on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, yes, we've got some royal stories to share Hello. with you. Oh yay! Oh yay! Bradley Trainer. Um. Well, I I actually want to give you an update from this side of the pond because the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, after attending those two events during the Queen's Jubilee, are finally having the opportunity to share their side of the story because you'll remember there was all this uh, fake faux drama that the British tabloids, British press were Mm -hmm. uh, trumping up. They love to do that. Yeah, they're like, ooh, Harry and Meghan looked really like 
rude face or, you know, just just like totally trying to make them seem like, you know, they're trying to be different, special, better than or I don't know. They're so grudgy. You know what? They're just grudgy. grudgy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. We now know because over here in the United States, there's an outfit called People Magazine. Mm. And we know that they have a direct connection to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So would it surprise you to learn there is a People exclusive? Oh. Why Meghan Markle and Prince Harry were, quote, low key during the Platinum Jubilee. Now, that seems to come again in response to all these these stories that they were being aloof or being, you know, separatists or something like during the whole experience that they were trying to like avoid interactions with the rest of the family. Well, uh, would you like to hear what their story is? I do. Can I quickly share my opinion before we get to it? Great. I just don't be so excited. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just find that to be so irritating that they're like, Oh, they're being aloof or maybe they're not working Royals anymore and they're trying to be present for granny but not i mean did you did you want to just read the statement oh sorry is that what it is no that's literally i mean you're (laughs) what i'm saying is that you're actually saying the very things they're saying quote they're not part of the working royal family anymore and that's a decision they've taken but maybe the public hasn't quite accepted that yet again Mm -hmm. this is according to a source who talked to, to people for this week's issue which is on newsstands now um, and again, we know how this works, right? Like they know how to use publicity mm-hmm. for their own ends because they have to, mm-hmm. because the other side that is, you know, the, the, the British tabloid media is doing the very same thing to paint a picture about them. So they were like, yeah, they were low key. They paid their respects to the queen because that's what they wanted to do. And then they went home quote. They were really just here to see the queen and they did. So that is why you didn't have them sort of like doing, you know, like cartwheels down the mall um, and like shooting, you know, T-shirts out of <laughs> T-shirt cannons Ooh, fun. at the queen <laughs> or at the crowd. Like, ah, yeah. yeah. And then because there are all these sideshow rumors yeah. about how uh, or sh- sideshow stories about how like the family all went outside uh, in the garden in between events, but like the two of them like bebopped it somewhere else because they just didn't want to be around all those people. You know, like again, like they were just being better than or like we're the cool kids. We can't no. They literally like, we don't want to get in anybody's way. Also, nobody's here for us because guess what? We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. This and is so about the actual royals. I mean it's my grandma so I wanted to be there for her. And it would be weird if he just came by himself, right? Well, so- this is where they can't win. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Because it doesn't matter what they were going to do. There was yeah. going to be an opinion about yeah. it. And honestly, I don't, again, it's not that I don't think these are two very media savvy individuals who, you know, like sometimes when you listen to them talk, specifically Harry, not so much Megan, because I think there's a different conversation that's happening with Megan. I mean, I think a lot of the press is just racist in the United Thank Kingdom. You. Say but, it. But uh, if, if, if uh, I, I would look at Harry, let's say, it's not that I don't think that Harry doesn't use the media to get his message out. It is to say that that's what he's chosen to do, have a public career that is not within the institution of the royal family. And in order to do so, he's going to do what every other celebrity does, right. which is use his connections and use his, you know, uh, it, it's the point is there's no value judgment there. I mean, you can judge accordingly because people I think are just like, well, he's just this and they're just that. And yeah, but they're just playing the game like everybody else. Y'all. Yeah. Uh, Bradley, I wanted to know if you were curious what Kate Middleton, Kate Middleton, Middleton was saying to sweet little Prince Louis when he was quote melting down. Yes, no, I would because I mean, how dare she? Well, I've mm-hmm. I've called upon a lip reader in Cosmopolitan oh, Magazine. I love those. To tell us what she was saying to sweet little Louis. Now, Louis, by the way, Cosmopolitan characterized this as a meltdown it was so far from a meltdown if that is what cosmopolitan thinks a meltdown is we're in trouble mm-hmm. because the, I, he was just being a four-year-old being child, a child yes. in public who had to sit for hours well here is what uh, a lip reader reports she was saying she, the lip reader says you have to says kate middleton louis says i don't want to she says <laughs> I said no hands. And he said, I don't want to. And then she said, stop doing that. We haven't we all been she's, there? She's being a parent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Parenting tips from Kate Middleton and Cosmopolitan Magazine. Glad we got a come lip back, reader out for that one. Right? We got D-bags. Read D-bags. those lips after this on My oh. Talk. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we do have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? Uh, this publication that I've never heard of. Okay. It's called Good to Know. Empowering parents to do it their own way. What? Wait, Fine. What? Whatever. I don't know. It's a clickbaity site, I think. But here's why. Here's the headline. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry release gorgeous photo of Lilibet Diana, but fans are torn. And I'm like, ooh, what are they torn about? Like, I've seen this picture. It's adorable. Yeah, she's so cute. Oh, my so gosh. controversial about it. Right? So I wanted to know. So if you haven't seen the picture, it seriously is the most adorable picture of sweet little little Lilibet in her, like, kind of powder blue dress and a little bow in her hair. And her hair is red. And she is, like, crouching down in the grass. And it's so stinking cute. I cannot take my eyes off of it. Okay, I'm like, what is so controversial about this? Would you like to guess what parents are torn about? 
Uh, no, I honestly or don't. Or fans, actually. I'm sorry. Fans are torn about. What are they torn about? Well, apparently. Oh, God. She got the mic real close. I know, because I cannot. This is so stupid. I can't. Oh, well, here we go. Apparently what fans are torn about is whether she looks like Megan or Harry. Now, I don't need to get into specifics because I don't know who's listening, but um, the way babies get mixed up, (laughs) I just want you to know, there's a little bit of everybody in there. What? Right. So, like, I don't know that we need to have even... torn uh, over who? Yes. Who she looks (sighs) like. So, uh, let me settle this for you idiots. She looks like both of them. Yeah. Because she came from both of them. Yeah. So I I rest my case. Yeah. No need to argue about it any longer, fans. I just I always hate the you know the broader framing of fans are torn. Yeah. Or fans don't like or frins. Frans. Frans. People named Fran. Well, Fran just friends. Has friends who are fans. No, friends, fans, what? <laughs> fans just being torn or fans not liking or fans. Be- no, you're just trying to say something without attaching yourself to it exactly. because you think it's controversial in some way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, but you're, I'm just going to put this on. People are talking. I mean, it's not me, but, uh, you know, but other I, people, people are saying you're, you're hideous. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're hideous, but a lot of people are talking. But I've about been it. listening and people are talking. Yeah. It's what I they're mean, saying. I don't think so, but people say you smell. <laughs> that's uh, what that bit sounds like to me and so i don't i don't have okay to have can her. i just also she's just so adorable she's so cute I, just want to give her a I know she's adorable can i just share some of the things that fans are saying yeah what are fans actually saying one fan comment and by the way just can we also be mm-hmm. clear just because you showed up in the comments does not make you a fan but thank you yeah and also it's a baby thank you <laughs> Okay, one, oh. one. Oh, I love that you think that like that's somehow gonna stop people from being yeah. their worst selves. I mean, and they're not like they're not. I get it. Like we all do it, right? You look at a baby and you go, "Oh, who do they look like?" Well, they look like themselves first of all. Secondly, just, they're gonna have traits of both parents, and also, you're gonna see them. I just I think that's such a horrible thing to. See. It's like when you see a woman who you think is pregnant and you go, "How do how far along are mm. you?" Like you just don't. That's a minefield you don't want to walk anywhere near. What I mean by that is, sometimes people think their child looks like them and it doesn't, or like right. you don't see it, right? Because again, it's all in the eye of the beholder. But like, so then when you enter that conversation. You, I don't think you're going to win, is what I'm saying. So I, I wouldn't even go down the road of ever saying, oh, she looks just like blank. So, you know, it's funny you should say that. So I'm just, I'll reveal, I'll be vulnerable in this moment. Oh, okay. Um, my oldest son, my 15-year-old, everybody always looks at him and goes, oh my gosh, he is the spitting image of your husband. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That it doesn't hurt me in the way that, like, you know, if you were like, hey, you're ugly, that would be hurtful. But, like, it it makes me sad because I'm like, but I did that, too. I'm in me, too. I it makes me sad yeah. when people say that. So, like, that's the accidental that's why I don't minefield, say like that. Right. Because now I that don't said, want I my don't... son is the spitting image of my husband. Well, yeah, but you know that. <laughs> but but again, if I just said that and I'm like not thinking right now, I've just. Deleted like walked me. into a, di- a, a a minefield, <laughs> right. and I'm not going to win. Okay, it's the same when when people are like, I don't know, just don't. Here's what the comments were saying: 
One fan commented, Lilibet looks like Megan's baby picture, but with red hair. Okay, thank you. Another fan said, "All Harry, ha ha, blue eyes, ginger hair, and the same face." And then a third said, "Mommy's eyes and Harry's everything else." No, that's just weird. You guys, she looks like both of them, and she's adorable. I. There are families like I think there are families where you look at the family and everybody looks the same, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that is some crazy gene splitting. Yeah, like whatever the science is there, that's pretty cool. Like when I look at my family, for example, I don't feel that way. I don't know if that's because like it's built in that way. You're not supposed to see that yourself. Oh, I, yeah, I get that because I don't <clears> think I look like anybody in my family. Yeah, either. I don't either. Like I look at people in my family and I'm like, I mean, maybe the eyebrows mm-hmm. or something like, but we just don't have that kind of family. But then there are families where you're like, did you guys just switch hair? Yeah. Because right. like it's literally like male, female, everybody has the same face mm-hmm. with different hair. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that is so interesting. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you the other place you see this is... Also, I would never say those things to the people concerned because you don't know if they see themselves that way. Have fraternal twins. So I have twins, boy, girl, twins. That means I'll let you do that. They're fraternal. Um, Thanks. But people will look at them all the time and be like, for twins, they don't really look alike. I'm like, oh, I can't. I don't have time. Are they identical? For the science lesson (laughs) that I am being called upon right now to give. Are they? Did they? Are they identical? That's the one that drives me the most crazy. They look the same. Do you know what I always say to that one? And not anymore because like they're older now and it's embarrassing. But when they were babies and people would be like, are they identical? And like clearly whatever. I go, yeah, they're totally identical (laughs) except for one has a penis. Colleen. I did because uh, I just, I can't, when you're tired, oh. when you're tired <laughs> and people are asking you questions about the babies that have been keeping you up all night, every night, you don't, you're just, you're not your best self. Thank yeah, you. Well, and that's again, when you, when you, that's when I just, I'm like, how's it going? Yeah. I also sometimes like would say. happen upon somebody in their new family. I mean, you just, yeah. you got to be real careful, kids. Yeah. Yeah. You just say hi. 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 How's everybody How doing? How are you doing? Yeah. And then just talk to them like they're people. Yeah. I used to also say this when people would ask if they were twins, which they were the exact same size in like the exact same carriers. Yeah. Like I it felt kind of obvious, but people would be like, oh, are they twins? And I'd be like, oh, no, they're three months apart. And then I would just leave it. <laughs> And walk away. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming to my fun. TED talk. Thank you. Uh, my twin talk. Uh, Bradley, who's your D bag? Uh, Daphne Oz. What'd she do to you? Do you know Daphne Oz? That is the daughter of Dr. Oz, who actually we call Mr. Oz. Mr. Oz, mm-hmm. who's also trying to be Senator Oz mm-hmm. over, but that's not, it has nothing to do with anything. I don't <laughs> care who her dad is in this context. It's really just her. Just Daphne. Because, and, and this Yahoo Life article, the good dish host, because you know she's got that, the good dish, just the one. Uh, <laughs> the good dish host, Daphne Oz, on her quote, provocative go to dinner party dessert. Quote, provocative? Just hold on. Okay, sorry. Quote, it entices people to really let loose. So I read those words and I'm like, is this like a striptease dessert? What is going on here? Does it contain nudity? Are we taking fondue off your, you know... Uh, like a naked body? Yeah, yeah, kind of like those sushi <laughs> Ow, ladies yes. who just like lay down and you put sushi on them and then you 
no, never mind. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm reading, and then she talks about, like, there. it's a weird article. So she's talking, she has a series called Deglazed, where she talks about food. And then they talk about sweet treats. And she talks about growing up, how her mom would make Swedish pancakes covered with sugar. And it was kind of like a, cri- anyway, it's interesting. And now she says, I don't do that. I make a confetti cake for my kids. Okay, great. That's awesome. I love confetti oh, cake. So nice. Uh, so then she goes on to say that she loves entertaining. And when it comes to desserts and serving her guests, quote, she keeps it simple. I literally will have an edible centerpiece people can disassemble as dessert rolls around with big, beautiful citrus and pears and cascading grapes or stone fruit. And then I'll pull out a couple bars of chocolate and break them up. It's some, There's something very provocative about breaking chocolate and scattering it around the table. It's not how you'd normally eat it at your house, so it entices people to really let loose and enjoy themselves. What? 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 Wow. Any of Wait that a mean? second. I can just grab the you chocolate f- right off the table? So, so your signature dessert is a fruit plate with some chocolate shards yeah that's not dessert that's like you said let loose i was wondering if she you know had some sort of like high fiber situation get things going no we're not doing that okay uh Mm -hmm, but anyway like if you if i showed up for your for dinner and your dessert was literally fruit in the middle of the table Mm -hmm. followed followed by some chocolate bits no, thank you, ma'am. That's not dessert. Well, I have two very strong feelings about that. Number also, one, do not call fruit. Do not call fruit dessert. Yeah, fruit is not well. That, in our house, it is, but that's weeknight dessert. I get we're it. Trying to be healthy, but yes, on the weekends, if I show up to a house uh, and my friends serve me fruit, no, something's wrong with you, it's and it's not, not attached to cake it's or not ice cream dessert. And secondly, I also I just don't like chocolate with fruit. I that's to keep them separate. What's provocative about that? Nothing. What lets you or what about that entices well, you to let loose? Actually, I would let off or go off on her. It tells me more about Daphne Oz and her whole what? experience than yeah. anything. Like this oh. is a this is a rigid woman. I'm sad. It just, I'm sad for her. It's one of those things where you're like, somebody was looking for ideas to fill mm-hmm. a segment because that doesn't sound like something you actually really do. And if it does, we're just not the same kind of people. No, it's sad. It's the ultimate Nepo baby dessert. What? Meaning that the only reason that we know about Daphne oh, House is because of her dad. Nepotism. Oh, nepotism. Oh, I was okay. like, where are I was we going like, with what? I don't even Nepo know. Nepo baby dessert? It's, it's the online slang. Mm, Anyways, what, what I'm saying, saying is that the only reason we know about Daphne Oz is because her dad is Dr. Oz. Yeah. And it shows right here because her idea of dessert is throw some fruit in the middle of the table and break up a candy yeah, bar. Yeah, and, and I will say she did. Uh, I also was going to tell you about her Caesar salad. It looks, it's like a family recipe. It looks really good, but I'm like, it looks like a Caesar salad. Right. But, you know, it did make me want, I will say it did make me want Caesar salad. I just, this, I can tell that I wouldn't want to sit around and chat with her because of these words. As she's describing some of the grand slams on her appetizer menu, she says, I'll do something like big hunks of Parmesan and a big pile of olives and bread. Or I've gotten really into Persian cucumbers lately. I'm done. I'm out. Bye. So she's just going to hunk a piece of food on the table. I was going to say, isn't that just what's her name with the uh, dump dinners? Like where you just kind of throw things together on a table. Like that's not actually cooking. Hey, look, no shame in that, by the way, because I do that all the time. Right. I'm just saying, like, you're making 
But like entertaining, you're but dumping. Her, her Grand Slam appetizer is a hunk of Parmesan <laughs> and a big pile of olives. Yeah, Kathy, and a cucumber. <laughs> Which, I mean, by the way, the Persian cucumber is, you know, just, just code for like the cucumbers at the Costco that you get in the bag. Right. It's those the little cute the ones. thin ones. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the, Ka- not very many seeds. Go to Kathy Mitchell. She has quick and easy dump dinners for you. <laughs> Sounds fun. Does she do dump appetizers. Dump apps. <laughs> no, she has dump stop. dump stop meals. It. You're going to say something. <laughs> dump cakes and <sighs> dump meals. Did I say dump meals? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Girl, do better. Do better. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to tell you about a vintage celebrity justice story. This one involving Kylie Minogue and Kylie Jenner. I know. I know. Two Kylies in a pear tree after this on My Talk 1071. Beautiful. Okay. So beautiful out there. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Um, I would like for us all to get in the DeLorean time machine and go back in time. Gonna go back in time. For a vintage celebrity justice story. Okay, I this I heard this and it tickled the back of my mind. I thought, did we know this happened? Did you know that when Kylie Jenner filed a trademark for her own name, which is a move that the Kardashians all do, they trademark their own name so that they can exploit themselves uh to their own cash benefit. That Kylie Minogue tried to block that? No. I had forgotten about this. This does not sound familiar to me at all. Okay, so this actually wasn't that long ago. It all actually started in 2015. That's when Kylie Jenner had filed the trademark uh, paperwork. Okay. And Kylie Minogue got word of it and was like, okay, so we're not, no, because that's my name. So... She was trying to try trademark Kylie in the U.S. for advertising and endorsement services. And Kylie Minogue was like, I've always been Kylie and have always identified as that name. And so she filed an opposing suit in 2016, arguing that Kylie Jenner's trademarking of the name would cause confusion and that would risk ultimately damage to Kylie Minogue's brand. Ah, okay. So... Okay, so we know this. I thought, well, I don't know. How did this all yeah, I don't, pan out? I do not remember this story for some reason. Well, here's what's kind of cool about it. Apparently, There's I only mean... only so many Kardashian stories I can keep up with. Right? Thank you. Mm-hmm. We must have talked about it, Well, though. I vaguely recalled it. See, that's the thing is I keep thinking, like, I vaguely remember this, but I don't know what happened. Well, let me tell you what happened. Apparently, uh, ultimately, Kylie Minogue won, and Kylie Jenner's trademark application was rejected. Uh, in 2017. So here's the thing, though, is that nobody's really ever talked about this publicly until recently when Kylie Minogue was on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live. And uh, he asked some questions about it. Now, one of the things I find funny about this story is apparently during the law, like during the, the argument, the legal argument, Kylie Minogue's lawyers described Kylie Jenner in the following Uh-oh. manner. Okay. Uh, they said, uh, hold on, I gotta get, okay. Kylie Jenner is a secondary reality TV personality oh. who has appeared as a supporting character on her family's show. Oh. Oh. Thick burn. 
now what's sad about this is that people attributed that quote to Kylie Minogue and it wasn't her that said it. It was her lawyers in this filing. Um, so there, then there was this whole rumor mill thing that there was bad blood between the two of them. But what Kylie Minogue says of the settlement is she says kind of in a cagey way to Andy Cohen. She says, let's just say we came to an agreement. Money. Okay, so that's okay. Thank you. So that's where I am with this. Is I'm thinking to myself because Kylie uses Kylie for Kylie Cosmetics. Yeah, is Kylie Minogue getting a cut of that? Maybe could be. I, I mean, hope you know, she is. I bet she's not getting a cut, but I bet she got a uh, a lump sum. Right. I mean, that is something to do the locomotion about. <laughs> I yeah. see what you did there. Mm. Everybody's doing a brand mm-hmm. new dance, which isn't new because you just covered it from like the 60s. It's true. It's an old dance, but yeah. whatevs. I'm just saying I I have I have a ton of respect for Kylie Minogue for well, also, for going up against the Kardashians. At that time, she had a point. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this was 2017. Yeah. That's 5 years ago and how old was Kylie at the time? 17 yeah. maybe so like i mean really truly uh she was not and still isn't mm-hmm. you know the now look in in the world she probably has well i don't know actually in the world in the united states kylie jenner certainly has more re- current name recognition mm-hmm. right you could argue than kylie minogue yeah Unless you're, you know, like... Well, especially in certain generations. Well, and I was going to say, like, for my generation, and specifically within the gay community, like, Kylie is, like, an icon. Yeah. And so, like, she's ubiquitous in that sense more than Kylie Jenner, I would hope. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, in the United States right now, Kylie probably on the ascendant. So, I, I it, it doesn't surprise me that she was victorious, that is, Kylie Minogue was victorious five years ago. I wonder if it would be the same today. You know well, what I mean? Well, yeah, absolutely. And she did, I mean, she said that this was definitely a business decision for her. It was not like, it wasn't a personal thing. Yeah. She said when I, Kylie Minogue said, when I was named Kylie, I think I met one person older than me called Kylie. And so it's kind of an unusual name. And she says she spent her entire life protecting her brand of Kylie Minogue. Um, and so she said it just had to be done. It was just a smart business move. So however this has panned out well, you know between them is kind of neat. You know what's interesting is that the framing of the story was probably very like cat fight. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Because it's two women mm-hmm. and like a businessman, you know, protecting his his uh intellectual property would not be viewed at as like ooh. right right like if bob mccracken was trying to <laughs> bob mccracken i don't know what's he protecting exactly his, his kraken well, yeah steve well, mccracken's okay. coming after his McCracken. i was gonna say they're coming after us because we have mentioned the mccracken we've been mccracken jokes hey! about them for a long time no i just but you're right bradley it's the the t- in the telling of the story you don't you, they don't want you to see Kylie Minogue as being just a smart businesswoman. Yeah, they want you to see her as like you know claws out trying to you know tear down another woman so she could have her name recognition. But really, it yeah. is just a smart business move. Yeah. She's made all of her money on her own brand. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, does your partner judge your snack habits? We're here for you. Tell us how your partner judges your snack habits. And if you judge theirs, by all means, 
share that as well. Start your way on the air. After this on My Talk 107.1.